the seductive economy is another map, just like NLP, just like Freudian psychology, just, just like the four-hour work week or whatever. These are maps that we can place over life to create meaning and to navigate better. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. So firstly, what is seductive economics or the seductive economy? Essentially, it's a way to artificially speed up natural processes. And I, and I right now I'm a gardener, so I think of it in, in organic gardening processes. If I left this whole property by itself, and did nothing, it would be okay. Like it would be fine actually, because it has, it has a lot of good components. It has rainfall, it has uh, you know, good soil. There are problems, there's weeds, there's invasive trees, there's a few cats around that would have come and killed things, but it would survive, right? And it would grow and change and do its thing over, over an organic period, over many years, it would, it would survive right? and, and become its own thing. However, because I'm in here and I'm involved in speeding up the organic processes by moving mulch around, by planting things, by cutting down invasive species, by scaring the cats away and maybe I'll shoot them if they keep coming back, this means that this over a year, this place is blossoming and changing hugely and within five years, it's going to be an absolute Garden of Eden in a very different way than it would be if I left it to just grow organically. It is still organic, right? But you know, you know what I mean, getting involved in the process. So... Seductive economics is a, is a model that we use to speed up what is what are natural processes that can and do happen. And they have happened to you in greater or less degrees throughout your life. You've always been using this framework in some way, whether you were conscious or not, whether it was the most effective or not, you have been using it, right? Because think about it like this. If you have a best friend or a close friend, you guys have been trading for years. If it's a good friendship, you've been helping each other out. When someone breaks up, the other one buys him a whiskey and they sit down and talk about it. When someone needs to move house, the other person helps them move house. If someone needs to borrow money, sometimes you borrow money off them. You know, you cover for each other. When back in the day when I was out fucking on drugs with a girl and John would be like telling my mom, oh yeah, he's at my place or whatever <laughs> we needed to do. So you do do this, but usually most people have a blossoming period, usually when they're younger, high school, college, maybe that maybe after college in some scene they get into. People are young, people are dynamic, people want to connect. We haven't yet locked into what our lives are going to be. And so you have this blossoming period where people make contacts, they spend lots of time together, they do each other favors, they go on missions together, they help each other get laid or not, you know, if they're good friends, if they're not good friends, they do the opposite. And so this leads to bonds of trust being built over time. And then you, you inevitably collaborate with people on some things, right? whether that's work or artistic or social or, and so on. But what we are doing is we're looking at breaking apart the mechanics of how this happens because it's not just a random process. It's not just about, hey, I really like this guy. We're just buddies forever. No, it's conditional. It's based on multiple factors. And we're looking at what are those multiple factors and how can we mulch it, plant it, fucking permaculture it to make sure that it blossoms at exponential or compounding rates. Is there a difference between exponential and compounding? Probably for any economists out there, let me know. What is it also? It's overlaying a model of transactional behavior between humans. So remember that, re always remember this. Be yourself. No, always remember this. The map is not the territory, right? So the seductive economy is another map, just like NLP, just like Freudian psychology, just, just like the four-hour work week or whatever. These are maps that we can place over life to create meaning and to navigate better. However, it is not the end, right? So I don't want you forever 
to become a, a social economics cult member. I don't want you to think about this forever. I don't want the, this to be the overlying matrix that you use in every interaction for the rest of your life. But for this, at least the next weeks and months and probably for this year, do. Because it, it is a very useful framework. It is. It has a le- lots of levels of truth to it. Not absolute truth, not the only truth, but functional truth for sure. And it yields results. There's no question. So keep that in mind. We're overlaying over humans. Humans do all this stuff, right? We, we fuck, we fight, we argue, we deal, we trust, we distrust. We all do all sorts of things. And they're not random. They have patterns. Individually, each person looks kind of random, but you start seeing the patterns as a whole. And we say, okay, humans do certain things en masse or under certain circumstances, particularly when it comes to building bonds of trust and collaboration and friendship. It's fairly easy to see how that happens or doesn't happen. So we are overlaying the model over your interactions with all the humans in your life so that you can better negotiate, so you can better forge bonds, so you can better create boundaries, so you can better delete people out of your life if you need to and so on. Okay, so that is also what it is. Also, seductive economy is about creating debts and favors and then balancing those debts in order to forge trust. All right, I'll say that again because it's very important. It's about creating and inorganically or like forcing or like making it happen, creating debts and favors, and then balancing those ledgers, those debts in order to forge trust. Okay. So what that means, if you're not sure, is that if you don't owe somebody or they don't owe you something, you're not in business together. Right. That's a, that's a one way to look at it. And I'm seeing this on the chat. There's some people who are much further ahead in terms of that. They've already done a lot of lifestyle designing or they have a lot of people in their collaborator networks, right? So they know lots of people. However, have you formed real inner circle bonds with those people? Because it, there's plenty of advice that says, okay, you want to improve your social circle, go out and join new things. And we are going to look at that today. I agree with that advice, but it's only a first stage, right? So it means go out, join meetup groups, join other scenes, travel, you know, get, get involved with people, approach women, all sorts of ways to get people into your life. But until they owe you or you owe them, it's not solid. You, you've, you know this because you've hung out with people for maybe years at a university course, in a job, you hung out every Friday after work beers, you, know, you went to the uni parties, this kind of thing. And the moment that that thing is over, you vanish from each other's lives. Because the person that you are dr- drinking buddy with, that you hang out with at parties, that you go to clubs with, that are just at the local barbecues or whatever, they are not your friends. Please understand that. They're not your friends. They, they could be. Some of them may be, may become friends, but they are not. They are acquaintances who may be like you and maybe, maybe they would like to be friends too, but you guys haven't taken the steps. You haven't asked for enough favors and you haven't repaid enough favors for them to really trust and need you. Okay, so let's, we'll come back to that quite a lot. Seductive economics is also accruing valuable currencies and spending them often, Right. There's no point in me accruing really valuable currencies if I don't spend them. It's not like money where I, if I put it in a bank account, it just, well, even that doesn't really. It's, if I have capital, I need to spend it too. I need it working, right? So your social capital needs to be working for you, not just, so like if I build a whole bunch of awesome capital, right? So I become an incredible dude of many types. I build this sex farm, you know, I get super jacked. I NLP the fuck out of myself. I become a tantric BDSM master and so on. But I don't go and share those gifts or sell those gifts or trade those gifts with anybody. Then they're useless, really. I mean, they might have some uses for me personally, but they're not useful in the seductive economy. 
So we need to build currencies and spend them more or less at the same time. Sometimes we have periods where we're only focusing on building currencies or building our character or building ourself, and we're not really interacting with the world so much. Okay, that's fine if it's a discrete period for a specific reason. But if I'm just miserly kind of collecting awesome shit and then not sharing it with the world, I won't get the benefits. Next, the seductive economy is the interplay between the personal and the strategic. I'll say that again. It's an important one. It's the interplay between the personal and the strategic. So I've, we talked about this in the first class about how you have to be likable or you have to have likable qualities or, or people need to be charmed or enchanted by you, enchanted, enchanted by you in some way. Otherwise, the tr- strategic stuff doesn't work. I mean, it can work a bit, but it, it will only work. Like sometimes people can be really unlikable and they can build an awesome framework and people will come because the party's good. You know, like they will, they will like, okay, I'll hang out with that guy and do the thing, even though I don't really like him because he has the stuff. But you don't want to be that guy. That's the rich guy trying to buy people, right? That's the person whose external baubles and shiny things is all they have. So this interplay between the personal and the strategic is really important. You will grow with this over time if you look at the right aspects, looking at likability, looking at respect, commanding of respect, looking at attractiveness to the opposite sex, looking at your self-respect and how much you value yourself because that will reflect in the way others value you and so on. Okay, so we are always trying to think strategically about, okay, how do we maneuver? How do we do deals? How do we balance these debts and favors? Who's this person I want to target? All that stuff, right? But if we only do that, it's very Machiavellian. It becomes very clinical. It becomes very uh, the opposite of empathetic, right? It becomes almost sociopathic where I only do these things strategically in order to benefit myself. When we interplay with the personal of the growth of character, the growth of self-love, the connections, the true connections, the bonds that I want to make with people, whether they're romantic or friendship or collaborative and so on. These are the things that glue the whole strategy together. And that's what makes it a part of a great lifestyle as opposed to a strategic way to get what you want. Okay. So keep that in mind and look at yourself. Are you guilty of that? I mean, we all are. We've all done things strategically only to benefit ourselves, but how often do you do that? Or do you swing the other way and you only focus on the personal like kind of connections, but it's all very loose and vague and you're not tr- going anywhere with it. When we interplay these two things in a healthy way, then all of our results start to compound. And finally, seductive economics is building momentum to create something. And that's why I said just before, like if I only sort of just hang out with someone, like I remember back when I was 15, 16, 17, 18, and I was making my first really close male friends and some female friends. We used to spend huge amounts of time together, like hours every day. And a lot of it was just hanging, right? It was just reading comic books or we didn't even smoke weed back then. It was just like listening to jazz and s- stealing a bottle of whiskey from someone's grandma and drinking that or climbing up onto a mountain. I remember in, back in Braidwood, we used to steal a loaf of bread from outside the bakery at 5 a.m. when they delivered it or the supermarket. And then go up onto this mountain and then like toast the bread and just talk about life and girls, right? I don't do that anymore. I don't have time for that. Occasionally I'll do that if I go into the jungle, but I'm still working on something. I don't have time really for that kind of just long summers of hanging with people. And that's usually where most of us built our long-term relationships was at that time when we had more time, when they had more time, we could really just hang and get to know each other on a deeper level. And then those bonds become quite strong And then as you grow older, if you stay in contact, maybe those people become your inner circle. We don't have time for that shit anymore. Not not that to that extent, 
and also just the the just hanging out for no real reason but to hang out sure do that i mean that's a good thing to do it's a good relaxation but that won't build your great empire so seductive economics is about all the things i've said but it is all of that in order to create something and what can we create many things we can create fun fun experiences for us for them for other people who want to come and hang out with us we can create money or career advancements we can bring women into our lives, which is creating uh, something that all men who are single and many who are not value. We can create an expansion or an invasion into a scene. And we can, of course, create specific projects, whether that's, you know, last over the last year or so, my crew has been involved in when I, off the top of my head, I can think of video clips, movies, documentaries, interior design, ec, uh, what do you call it? If I can, what's the thing I'm doing out there? landscape architecture, many, many business projects, many, many parties, uh, and a hu- a lots of overlapping with other social circles to then create something else, putting on huge events where we all profited financially or sexually or both, right? So all of that stuff is happening a lot within my cruise. A lot of it happens without me. In Budapest, there's a whole bunch of stuff now going on where the, the, in, since lockdown, the guys have been making video clips and putting out their own podcasts, cooking dinners, hanging out, all that. I'm, nothing, I'm not involved with that, although I did create all of that. At some point, I linked all those people up and now they're doing their own stuff. And I can, and now I can benefit when I pop into Budapest next week and everything's still cranking and there's a cool life going on, which I seeded eight years ago in Budapest and many more years ago with some of those friendships. And now it's in fruition and now it's self-sustaining. And now it, they, those things create their own momentum and I can come in and join them, lead them or follow within them or whatever I want to do more or less. And then those things keep keep chugging along, but only because everyone is collaborating on something. And sometimes the collaborations is feeding each other, right? I know that the guys in Budapest had a lot less cash than we did here. The lockdown happened, so they were all meeting up and cooking dinners together, right? So that's still collaborating, right? We're building projects, which is a meal to eat and share and invite some guests and bring them in as well, you see? So those, that's a very important list of things to keep in mind about. These, this is the overall, what are we doing with this whole thing? Right, there's many specific ways and, and niche areas that plug into that, but that is essentially what we are looking at. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.